Listen, it's been a while. I know, crazy, right? But I have a good explanation for this. So not too long ago, I'm chilling at home, just laying on the couch, watching Naruto. And then I get a knock at my door. Secret service at my door. Just a bunch of men in black wearing sunglasses let me know. Hey, Thanos came back. He's a big, bigger problem than he was before. He's trying to take over the universe, Oakland specifically. And we need that help. We, we need your help. So me being the good, honorable Oakland native black man that I am, suit up, go to war with Thanos, no Avengers required, defeat him, get all the Infinity Stones back, get it back to the Secret Service. You know, they willing to pay me a good, you know, six to seven million. I'm like, nah, it's cool, man. I, it's, you know, I just do it for the goodness of my heart. You know, I got a heart of gold and all that. You know, that's what I'll be saying. So I get it. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. But in reality, y'all should be feeling thankful and grateful that I would actually go out my way to do this for planet Earth. But listen, I was on a date not too long ago. And, you know, on these dates, I like to, you know, break the ice. I like to get the both of us feeling comfortable with one another. So we got into the conversation to talking about some of our most embarrassing moments that we've gone through. And I noticed that her embarrassing moments were very minor compared to my embarrassing moments. Now, I'll be honest with you, this was someone that I was flirtatious with in the past. And when we had this conversation, we were like a month or two into knowing each other. So it would make sense that she's holding back on sharing her embarrassing moments because she doesn't feel comfortable just yet being that vulnerable, which is fine. But it did have me thinking like in this new age of social media where we're so used to sharing our highlights and accomplishments, how hard it can be to share moments that made us feel like we're not on top of the world. So that's what I'm going to do in this episode. I am going to be sharing with you guys the six biggest L's that I've taken in my life. I shouldn't have to describe what an L is, but just in case if there's someone out there who can't use their context clues, an L is, you know, when you take a loss, you know, for example, last night took an L, but tonight I will bounce back. So, God, I had to dig deep for these ones. So, all right, here we go. The first L on this list that I'll be talking about is when I failed my driver's test three times in a row. Yes, that is three times in a row, which means I took it four times in a row. So the first time that I took my driver's test was 2016, the summer, right after I graduated high school. You know, I'm like 18 years old and I don't want to have to keep asking everybody to drive me around everywhere that I go. So I remember I took this test and I had little to no experience behind the wheel. I didn't even utilize my permit. I remember I'm in the car and the driving instructor is telling me, you know, of course the directions where to go, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get back to the end. We get to the end of the driver's test where we pull up into the DMV parking lot and he looks me dead in the eyes and he says, all right, 
I'm going to tell you everything that you did wrong. You switched lanes without checking your blind spot and without checking any of your rearview mirrors or your back mirror. And you also didn't put on your blinkers. So you just switched lanes and didn't let anybody know. Also, you uh, ran a stop sign, even though I told you to make a right at the stop sign, but you just went all the way through. So, uh, yeah, you failed. Better luck next time. Don't worry, you'll get it next time. Or so I thought. So then the next time that I took it, I was still, I think, 18. It was just like two months later. And I remember I'm taking the test. We're driving, and it's a new instructor this time. And she's telling me, you know, left turn, right turn, et cetera, et cetera. And then we got to a point in the test where I had to make an unprotected left turn at a green light. Everybody who knows how to drive, you know what I'm talking about. You know, where you got to wait for opposing traffic to go all the way through and then you could make a left turn. Well, I was trying to figure out, do I make a left turn or do I wait for the bus that's coming to go all the way through? So I'm doing like one of those trying to turn but i'm turning very slowly and i'm trying to figure out do i go all the way or do i stop trying to figure it out in the moment and i remember the driver driving instructor grabbed the wheel and said no 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 no, wait for them and that's i basically just knew in that moment like yeah i failed the test we drove we got all the way back to the parking lot and he told me like yeah you know what you did wrong so then the next time that I took the test. It was my third time at this point in my life. I think I was six months since my first driver's test. So I think I'm prepared. So I'm sitting there, I'm driving everything. She's telling me where to go, et cetera, et cetera. We get back to the parking lot. I think I'm sitting here thinking that I did perfect. She sits there, looks me dead in my eyes and says, all right, you did everything perfect. But at that red light, when I told you to make a right, the sign said no right turns on a red light. So you failed. Don't worry. You'll get them next time. Or so I thought. No, I'm just playing. I got it the fourth time. The second L that I'll be talking about on this list is when I lied on my eye exam. Now, to any kids, teenagers, grown-ass adults who may be listening to this right now, I mean, I shouldn't have to tell you this. Don't lie on your eye exam. Don't lie on any exam. Just don't lie, period. So when I was about like 10, 11 years old, I liked, you know, the nerdy people. You know, I liked the the smart science kids, you know, all those. They, they looked cool to me when I was a kid. You know, I, I liked how they were cool with technology, science, math, the whole nine. You know what I'm talking about. And I thought to myself, I want to be that. I want to look like the cool uh, science nerdy kid. I'm like, yo, I need, a, I need to perfect the fit. I need glasses. So what do I do? I lie on all of my eye exams, every single one that I go to. And I'm like, yo, mom, I don't know what it is. I think I might need glasses. I mean, hey, I can't see the board. I can't see the paper. I just don't know what to do. Hold on. Speak of the devil, look who's calling me right now. Busy. Can you hear me? Yeah. You remember when I you remember when I lied on my uh eye exam? Yeah. 
do you did you know that I was lying or did you not know until like later on when I told you like yeah I did lie I suspected that you were not telling the truth but I felt like I would be a bad mom to deprive you of getting an eye exam to and even the doctor she suspected it because when we were in the, when you were um, getting tested, I would say, Wesley, are you sure? Like I was saying things and I think that she got the hint and she probably experienced that with other kids. And she said something too, to the, to the effect of like, you know, kind of letting you know, like if this are you sure like we were really trying to find out if you were telling the truth or not and i i had a hunch that you may not have but you were so adamant about your not being able to see <laughs> i didn't know you wanted to look like the smart kid i just thought you you know just wanted something that you thought was interesting which was glad you used to watch Dexter. So I don't know, like maybe you wanted Dexter glasses or something. So what do you think the lesson of the situation is, of that situation was? You, I would hope that the lesson would be to be true to yourself and what you want, um, you know, and not try to go on trends or, or whatever that case can be, just be honest and true to yourself. Because if you're not, then you're gonna get prescribed the wrong thing, and it can, it can you, and it can mess things up. Mm -hmm. You can't go into a doctor and say, "Oh, I have a stomach ache." If you don't, because they're gonna treat that stomach ache, and and you might actually end up with one. So, I think that just in general, you should just. Make sure that you are honest. And if it's, oh, I like the look of glasses, guess what? We could have got fake glasses for you to play around in or whatever the case, but you can't just lie. It's the, the moral of the story is don't lie. There we go. That was the simple <laughs> answer that I just needed. That's, that's the answer. Do not lie. It's not worth it. It's never worth it. And you have to ask yourself, why would you lie anyway? Like, what are you like? What's the purpose? The third L that I'm going to be talking about on this list is you remember you guys remember Kia, right? From the episode seven, Toxic Tendencies. She's the girl that I was taking the summer classes with. Um at a community college and uh, asked her out. She became my girlfriend, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Well, <clears throat> this takes place around that time. So before I actually ended up going on that date with Kia, I remember I was walking out of class one day and I remember she walked up to me while I was walking out and she was like oh I, I like your shoes they look nice and i was like oh thanks you know they feel comfortable etc cetera, etc cetera. and she said oh well i can see you wearing my shoes and i looked at them and i was like oh they look cool but pink's not really my color and she was like oh really uh, i don't know it's just something about 
the color pink, you know, just uh, when guys wear it, it just looks attractive to me. After this conversation, I then proceeded to pull up to H&M and bought almost every single pink clothing that they had on site. I am not lying to you. I remember there was a pink hoodie that I wore constantly. And I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to wear the pink hoodie the day of my presentation. She'll notice me, and then I can ask her out. And then, of course, as you guys know, me and Kia dated for, for like two and a half years. And when I brought this up to her, like a year or two into us dating, she was like, oh, yeah, I definitely do not remember you wearing that hoodie. And I'm just telling y'all this. This is an L of mine because, A, any man or woman never go out your way to buy something or to do something to stand anything that's out of your nature to stand out to someone that you like. It's never worth it. Trust me. Since we're still talking about Kia, let's go ahead and talk about uh fourth L that's on this list. Well, after me and Kia went on this date, we went we went and got something to eat at IHOP, and then I think uh, we went to see a movie. We went to see jurassic park that's the movie that we went to see i remember the whole night was going well you know we vibe in this that, and the other you know it's real cool vibes you know i'm trying to gauge to see where she is like if she's feeling me if she's not you know just trying to see how things are going then it gets to the end of the night it's like 10 11 p.m and i pull up to her house you know i'm dropping her off and we both get out the car and, you know, we're doing a little small talk here and there, you know, just like, oh, yeah, it was a great night. Whoop de whoop this that, and the other. And then I'm looking in her eyes. She looking in my eyes. She looking at me and I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her and she looking at me. Then I go in for the kiss and she backs away and she says, no, 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 no. I said, oh, my bad. I thought I was, I thought I saw the signs. And she said, nah, bro, you're moving way too fast. All right. The fifth L on this list that I took is I got on academic probation twice when I was in college. So the first time that I got on academic probation is when I was a freshman and it was my first semester in. I was taking two remedial courses and one science course, general chemistry two, general chemistry one, my bad. And I was taking like this GE college one-on-one course. I got A's in every course, in every one of those classes, except for my science class, which I got a C minus in. And I didn't know that all those other courses did not count towards my GPA. So the only course that they took into account was the general chemistry course that I got a C minus on. And somehow that brought my whole GPA down to a 1.9. Of course, I bumped that GPA back up to whatever it was. And then I got into junior year and... Continuing the conversation about Kia, that's when we broke up. And we broke up like around the like middle of my junior year. And it was tough. I'm not going to lie. I was heartbroken. I just could not stop thinking about her. I was really thinking like, I wonder if she's still thinking about me, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that simps be thinking before. So 
on top of all of this, I ended up moving about an hour and an hour away from my college campus. And I was like an hour and a half away from my job. And I had to do all of that on top of taking courses at college. And I had to commute every single day. And it was just a lot of weight on my plate. And of course, I ended up failing every single class. Brought my GPA down to like a 1.8. And of course, when you're on uh, academic probation, you don't get financial aid. So I had to work three jobs all at the same time just to pay for college. You know what that means. Not a single one, not a single dollar went towards me. It barely even went towards my car. It all just went towards college. And uh, I got on, I got off academic probation, you know, shout out to COVID hitting and, you know, a pandemic going around and we all had to take courses online, but I ended up passing. Now, the final L that I want to talk about is the most important L. The biggest L on this list is when I did not make the basketball team my freshman year of high school. Now, the reason why this is my biggest L of all time is because this was the first L that I've ever taken in my life. This is the first time that I ever failed at something. So before I was 14, before my freshman year of high school, you know, before I hit 14, I never knew what it was like to fail at something. Like I knew the answer to everything else in my life. Anything that I wanted in my life, I already knew how to get. If I wanted the good grade, it was just study and work hard and you'll get the good grade. And I always ended up prevailing and I would get the good grade. If I wanted to get more playing time when I was playing football or baseball, it was put in the hard work and you'll get that playing time. It was it was easy. Everything was like I didn't even have to think about it. Life was just smooth, like smooth sailing for me when it came to things that I wanted. Then I got to high school. 14, the age of 14 is when I started to pick up basketball. At this time, I was bored of playing baseball and all the schools that I went to didn't offer football programs. So I was just like, hey, let's try basketball. And going into these basketball tryouts, I barely even knew how to dribble a ball. I hardly knew how to make a layup. And in these basketball tryouts, I'm surrounded by everybody who knows how to dribble a ball and knows how to make a layup and knows how to shoot a perfect shot and make a free throw. I didn't know how to do any of that shit. (laughs) So I'm over here thinking like, okay, well, uh, maybe if I just practice really hard in the summer and I just do all this, that, and the other, and I just watch, watch as many basketball clips as possible, then I'll be good enough to make the basketball team. Nope. After those tryouts, I remember I was sitting in the the coach's um, his office room with everybody else who was waiting to see who's going to make the basketball team. And I remember he was reading off the names. And, you know, those moments when, you know, you didn't, you know, you didn't make it or, you know, you didn't you know things aren't going to go your way. But something in the back of your head is like, hey, well, just what if this was one of those moments? I was just thinking like, hey, I know I was not good enough to make the team. But what if he does get me? What if I did make the team? And long and behold, I was one of the people who did not make the basketball team. 
And I remember I was just sitting there and the coach was saying like, hey, everybody who didn't make the team, you know, I just want you guys to know like it's always next year, this, that and the other. I didn't hear anything he was saying. My mind was just I was just crushed. I was this was the first time that I ever failed at something. So I remember I'm sitting there and he's talking to other players like, hey, this is what you could have did better. This and the other whoop de whoop. And eventually everybody leaves and everybody's out the room and I'm just sitting there just heartbroken and he comes over to me the head coach comes over to me and he taps me on the shoulder and he says right in front of me he says tell me what's on your mind and I just start breaking down like a little baby bro I just started crying I'm trying to talk and cry you know when you're trying to talk and cry and you just sound just just terrifying you just sound heartbroken I was just sitting there just like trying to tell him like, oh, you know, I tried my best. You know, I even dribbled on this and the other. I even tried to study this play, blah, 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 all of this other stuff. And he was listening the whole way through. And he told me like, you know, you remind me a lot of myself, you know, but I promise you, if you just put in that hard work and keep at it and stay consistent and don't let this bring you down, I promise you, you'll make it next year or he said he I remember him specifically saying you'll make it next year. And if you don't make it next year, then I promise you'll make it in college. You'll make the team in college. And I was like, uh, I don't see how that adds up, but all right, I'm going to take his word for it. And time went on. And I was and I just wasn't even thinking about like what he was saying. I was just still heartbroken, like, damn, I didn't really I really did not make the team. And I remember I was sitting in class one day and it was just breaking my heart. It was just stuck on my mind so much. Like I never really like let out the emotion other than when I was talking in front of him. And I remember I got up and I went to the corner of the classroom and I just started crying like a little baby again. And yeah, there's people in the classroom, too. Like, everybody saw me. And I just was, like I said, just broken, man. But I will say that years later, not only did I make the team again the next year and the year after that, but I also made my college basketball team. And on that note, let's get into our final word of the day. Yes, I failed my driver's test three times in a row, but it's because of that is why I'm such a safe driver. Yes, I lied on my eye exam, but that taught me that lying is never okay and trying to look cool is never worth it. Yes, I did not make the basketball team when I was a freshman in high school, but it's because of that feeling of not being good enough that lit a fire in me to work hard enough to make the basketball team years following and into college. Yes, I bought and wore a pink hoodie just to get noticed by a girl and ended up getting curved by that same girl when I tried to kiss her on our first date. But now I know to never do no simp shit like that ever again. And yes, I got on academic probation twice in college, but knowing that feeling of being on the verge of getting kicked out of college is what kept me so motivated to never put myself in that position ever again. So moral of the story, an L can either mean a loss or a lesson, depending on how you look at it. We've all made mistakes, and you know why? It's because life doesn't come with an instruction manual. On this journey called life, we're going to bump our heads a few times because that's what it takes to accomplish our goals and to get the things that we want. There is absolutely nothing wrong with simply admitting, hey, 
I messed up. But as long as you finish it with, but I'll do better next time. And just remember, an L is only one half of a W. Why dancing alone?